This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Adam and Eve. Spring is in the air, but is it in your step? Is it in your bed? If you're interested in better sex starting now, go to adamandeve.com. They've got toys, lingerie, accessories, everything you need to level up your pleasure checks. And right now, Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping, which includes rush processing. That's discreet shipping, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy, all will be packaged and sent discreetly free and fast. So just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Just enter offer code PAWPAW at checkout. That's PAWPAW, P-A-W-P-A-W at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code PAWPAW to get your discount, 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Code P-A-W-P-A-W. Goodbye, sweeties. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everybody. Bahumia! I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Feeling the need to find a steed. Calder Kilday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that. We're learning some new spells. That's cool. Or maybe you'll just like go to a car lot and get a car. Right. Yeah. No, I might just go to a petting zoo and steal a pony. Yeah, that makes sense. All options. Maybe that's how your magic works. Mm. And then, of course, we've got Emily Axford. (laughs) Hoping to spend Samhain with Gregor and Gowan, Calliope (laughs) Petrichor. You said right before we started recording that you were going to stop doing rhymes. And then instead got a really scared look (laughs) and said that one very forcefully. (laughs) You panicked. Well, because I was like, I could just finally stop doing rhymes mm-hmm. and say 2024 rhyming no more Calliope Petrichor whoa that's good it's too late though it's too late I can still say that I can still say that you can next still say episode. that next time okay, let me write that down yeah. because write I it will down. forget that that's yeah. really good yeah. late January early February mm-hmm. yeah it's a good way to go out <laughs> call it for 2024 I was just doing mm-hmm. January look I do things late I yeah. watched Awesome Powers 2 last night right. for the first time yeah some people do a dry yeah. January you're, you're going in the Myers preferred order <laughs> we're doing a rhyme January. Yeah, rhyme January mm. and then off once then we get off, to February. Off in Feb. That's great. <laughs> uh, and then of course we've got Caldwell Tanner. Cool. I'll do my one of my last rhymes. Uh, <laughs> feisty frog strong as an ape and the only puffin I like is from Callie's Vape. Yeah! Oh! Yeah. That's actually a solid one to go out but on. Really? You want to give that up? You want to give that rhymes up? Again. I don't know. It's <laughs> hard. Although but it's also like a beautiful one to end on. Yeah. 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 There's something perfect about vaping. That's Damn, just... you made me believe, though. <laughs> should that be the one? Should we hang that in the rafters? Maybe. I think we should print that into a book mm. of hymnals. I gotta be honest, if there ever was a time <laughs> to stop to the church, rhymes, Caldwell. it would have been in the middle of Eldermorn when it just turned into honk and bonk <laughs> and yelling and making horn oh, sounds mm. and everything. No. no. One could argue that we did stop the rhymes. That, yeah, that mm-hmm. actually was right. That correct. was right. <laughs> that was right and good. That was good and it was right. Yeah, okay, next but... week, I'm just gonna come with a full Korg keyboard that has frog noises programmed into okay. it. Wow. And I'm just gonna like play beautiful little frog ditties and that's just all we're gonna do for the rest of the show right on oh my cool. god little ditties little ditties that's so cute okay <laughs> and with that let's go ahead and do a little recap 
So last time, you said goodbye to the Sea Elves of Sunair by helping set up an open mic at the Grand Mariner with Riaris and, unfortunately, <laughs> Old Guppy. We leave everywhere better. Yeah. Different. <laughs> different, we but better. We leave everywhere we go. We leave different. <laughs> leave some trace. Uh, old Guppy gifted you a finicky fish who Callie managed to steal back after regifting. <laughs> what are we doing? I have to say, I did that as a bit, and then I crit. Yeah. And then I was like, God, Gunk is coming. Yeah, Gunk's Gunk's here. I must support putting on a bit. Uh, Ursia and the elves fixed up your submersible, the egg, and she gave you a shell phone that you could use to reach out to her if you ever need the wisdom of the Octomagi. Thank you. You hopped in the egg and rocketed off towards the frigid north. Along the way, Calder told you a little bit about his hometown, the unforgiving cold, the bully older brothers, and his mother, the ranger. Saul attempted to reach out to Swag via his spores, but got nothing but bad vibes in return. Ugh. Callie taught Calder the find a steed spell, and collectively you were able to summon Licorice and Honeysuckle, who've gotten a bit of a boost. Yes! Very cute. Eventually, reaching your destination, your sub docked at Flurry Harbor, the furthest point inland that you can get in the frigid north by water. You discovered the town abandoned, save for three little puffin folk, Roscoe, Birdie, and Clyde. <laughs> you had tea with Roscoe, who asked for your help in tracking down his fellow villagers who were lost on a hunting trip. So dirty of you, man. Puffins are so cute. I know. Uh, I did it on purpose. I feel like I partially didn't trust them because they were Really? Puffins. I was trying to do the opposite. I was trying to get you guys not to make inside checks just by them being like, well, hello there. Well, a little bit of tea with the puffins. I wanted to, Yeah, man. they're too charming. I wanted to put the dice away. It but took a on. while. It yeah. took it took a bit. You guys sat and had tea with them. Yeah, they could have poisoned you. <laughs> Whoa. They can get one poisoning. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. allowed. Anyway, you resolved to leave for the mountains in the morning, but noticed some red flags about the puffin folk. <laughs> they were giving off a strange reading on the sunglasses. Mm. Their detect thoughts were a little too on topic, and they were apparently listening in on your room via some kind of tiny portal. Creepy. Mm -hmm. Creepy. Calder went outside to investigate, and he came upon a group of polar orcs who were sneaking up on the village. The orcs were caught off guard and clearly wet behind the ears, but calmed down once they learned that Calder was not with the, quote, dwarves that came out of the sea. Meanwhile, Saul and Callie received a knock at the door from Roscoe, who warned that Calder had run into members of the Frozen Fist. He insisted that they need to be dealt with, but you declined. Roscoe suddenly took on a more threatening and robotic tone before morphing into an avatar of Alexandrite and pushing his way in. And with that, everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Woo! Including wow. Calder. Including Calder. <laughs> wow, right into it, huh? Still these birds. You don't know it yet, but... You're in trouble. <laughs> 14 for Calliope. 29, sir. Uh, 15. If that's all right with you, sir. It's not. Roll again. <laughs> right away, sir. <laughs> that's a four. Is that better? Okay, much better. <laughs> Put you at the bottom of the order Thank here. Thank you. No, it's no, an honor to good. play with you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> you're so subservient. I feel like I have to treat you like shit. If that makes sense. Thank you, Daddy Murphy. May I have another roll? Yes, sir. May I roll with disadvantage, Daddy? <laughs> I feel like you, you love know, it sir, for some reason. With permission, may I roll with it's, disadvantage? It's a new year. I just want to be subservient to my friends. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Great. Okay. 
So, Saul, you are first to act. So, you guys have the whole crew minus Calder in this cabin. You've got the two serpents, Licorice and Honeysuckle, Foster and Kenna. The oven is going, filling the room with an orange light. Through the big window here, you can see flakes of snow slowly falling in the moonlight. But ahead of you, you see Roscoe in the doorway has morphed from a puffin folk to an avatar of Alexandrite. You see the feathers begin to smooth out. Some turn into light blue skin and others turn into the mechanical parts that make up her hair and clothing. Again, she looks like an artificial dryad. You do see that she still has some kind of limitations. Whatever host body she's using is clearly not as large or as powerful as Alexandrite herself. Mm. She's a bit shorter than the projections you've seen and looks like a mix of the Alexandrite you know and Titania, the AI from Iron Deep. And as she turns into her quote-unquote true form, she grabs the door with frightening strength and extends her entire arm out to rip it off the hinges and push it against the wall. Whoa. Our meetings are becoming all too frequent. You are teaching me much about organic beings. You are too insignificant to evoke strong feelings. But you are beginning to annoy me. And you see... Capable of being annoyed. That's interesting. That's new. You're teaching me. <laughs> and, and you see a frightening kind of break in her normally just stoic and kind of calm, kind expression. This like kind of robotic expression. You see a little bit of humanity kind of leaking in as mm. her eye sort of bulges with restrained anger. Beatrix? Beatrix is long gone. Are you sure? Seems like there's a taste of something left in there. Oh, I have the collective knowledge and experience of many beings, and I'm beginning to understand why you all fight each other so much. Uh, Saul, you are first to act. Well, if you're learning about being a human, then you need to learn some manners, because it's rude to stand in the doorway. Uh, and I'm just going to headbutt her. Great. Open or shut. It's cold outside. <laughs> I think I think back to the egg where Saul consistently forgot to flush the toilet. Saul's learning as well. And I swallow the inconsistency. <laughs> you see, as you go in for a headbutt, she wasn't expecting that. She's fought you guys a lot, so is beginning to kind of learn your movements and stuff as you go to attack. Saul, you're used to kind of catching people flat-footed. You see she pivots, she looks at you, she starts to move as if to dodge a punch or something, but you're quicker and you go in for a headbutt. Yeah, I think I inflate my head in the same way I can inflate my fist. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, here come four attacks for you, brother. 21, 14, 17, 28. 21 and 28 both hit. Okay, 21, 28 hit. You go in, you crack her in the mm. face uh, with this headbutt, uh, but then the follow-up two punches miss, but then you do sort of a flipping kick that catches her off guard and kicks her in the gut. Okay, that's going to be uh, 34 points of damage. Nice. Your last cool. kick uh, hits her in the gut. She looks up at you with cold, calculating eyes and goes, Ah, so you've learned a few new tricks, Solemn. I can assure you I've learned more. Uh, you see she's going to rush forward and you see she extends her hands and does the inflating fist thing that you do and goes to punch you in the face. What? Oh, she stole our moves. Shit. 
Uh, that is a 26 to hit on the first hit. Ooh, that fucking uh, you hits. see you go to flicker away with your scarf of displacement, mm-hmm. uh, but she predicts where you're going to go and punches you into the wall for 10 damage. Uh. Uh, the next thing she does, she takes her other hand. You see, like, mechanical wires extend as she shoots her hand out like it's a rocket gauntlet at you as it grows, and the fingers go to wrap around you to, like, crush and grapple you. 19 to hit on that one? Ah, uh, that misses. Okay, so you're able to dodge out of the way. So the first hit, you kind of recorrect yourself, and this giant gauntleted hand crashes through the wall of the cabin. What? Get your own shtick. What are you doing? I have a lot of people's shticks. Uh, you see, then she bends her head unnaturally. Hmm? And out from her spine, you see this arcane, it looks like a leash, shoots out and goes to connect with your neck. No. No. Oh. Dirty 20 to hit on that one. That does hit. Okay. Connects with the back of Saul's neck. Uh, Saul, you take seven damage right okay. off the bat and the arcane leash stays connecting you two guys. After the Avatar of Alexandrite's turn, we are going to cut over to Calder. And all of my new friends, these guys love me. And wow. all of your new friends. Come on, gang, let's go get these guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you see uh, Calder, the orcs look nervous, Uh, They turn their heads at the sound of kind of every gust of wind. You see they've got blue skin, thick leather armor covered in snow. They look young, like they're they're new recruits, not not hardened warriors by any means. Um, But the one speaking to you is a little bit different. It looks like he's willed himself to be brave, kind of is carrying himself like the leader of this little crew. He's got a look of intensity, veins sticking out of his smooth head from the stress. Would, do you think these guys would understand if I spoke in giant? Yeah. Yeah, you think um, there's a good chance you know that a lot of the polar orcs out here dealt with probably people from the ice knife. You guys are a couple days ride, but it does stand to reason that uh, they'd be dealing with other giants, perhaps even in their own village. Okay. So I guess like, yeah, in, in giant or maybe even in like some kind of like far up north dialect maybe i put on the accent or something okay uh i say i'm from the north like you i want to protect it who has come here the dwarves that came out of the sea they they attacked this village we sent warriors to investigate but they never came back so we're here to rescue them right it turns turns to the other guys yeah yeah no no yeah definitely we're definitely <laughs> going to rescue them all right something something isn't right come back to our cabin We can try to figure out what's going on. I'll let you meet my comrades. Uh, Suddenly, you hear a crash from the cabin in the distance. And from out here in the wintry night, you can see the orange glow of your guest house and a whirl of activity through the window. Okay, yeah, something's definitely not right. I guess I'm just going to take off towards there and I'm going to say, follow me if you want to protect your land. All right, I'm I'm with you. My name is Vitek, by the way. Vitek. Yeah, Calder killed that right. of the ice knife. Uh, you see, uh, he runs after you um, and joins you. And the other guys, just by pure not knowing where to go, a couple of them look out towards the tundra. Like, would we be safer out there? Uh, I guess we'll just follow a couple steps behind these guys. But as you begin rushing towards the house uh, with Vitek with you and uh, these other guys, you see two puffin folk oh, no. emerge from either side of you. Well, gee, folks, 
It's not safe being out here in the cold. <laughs> I'm Bertie. Thanks, Bertie. Yeah, we're headed home. Uh, Catch you later. I don't know. Uh, you see, Bertie blocks your path, and Clyde, this other puffin folk, uh, gets in the way of VTech. I got nothing against you, Bertie. You stay out of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, Bertie. Now calm down. You're all right. Sorry. Clyde. <laughs> Sorry, we're all in this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be out here. You might catch a cold. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm headed back. I'm going to just try to brush brush past them. <laughs> you oh. see uh, Clyde holds out a wing to stop you. You might catch a cold. Yeah, you already said that. Or a beaten. Oh. <laughs> you see their feathers begin to pull back as their bodies begin to morph. And these two look like more kind of crude versions of Alexandrite. They look like whatever their host body maybe isn't as powerful as the other one. They have the mechanical dryad parts, but they're sort of like a sickly gray to them, as if you're seeing kind of more of their host body. Calder, you are first to act. You act before these two lesser avatars of Alexandrite. Clyde, you think I ever get cold? Uh, and I'm going <laughs> to summon my ice sword. <laughs> the ice sword appears in the air as you see an avatar of Alexandra just turns her head. Clyde isn't real. Did you not understand that? You stay out of this, Birdie. <laughs> Birdie is also not real. They speak in tandem. Uh, all right, so I'll take three swings at uh, the Alexandra that used to be Clyde. Okay, great. Uh, 26. Dirty 20 and a 19. Uh, all three hits. <laughs> you run up to where Clyde was and just real quick barrage of attacks. You were already ready to fight Clyde. Yeah. And she was thinking you'd have more mercy on the puffins, but you've caught her <laughs> off guard. Take that, Clyde. Uh, that's 38 damage. Okay. You go over, you slash into her. It is creating real wounds that look like they're starting to seal up, like there are mechanical parts of her, but it cannot heal up fast enough to completely close the wound. She does seem to have some kind of limitations in this form. Uh, she sort of grimaces, uh, but turns and smiles and gets ready to attack you. Uh, and then I will action surge. Oh. Uh, and say, <laughs> what's the matter, Birdie? You thought I didn't save any for you. <laughs> 28, um, a natural three. And a natural two, so okay. I only saved a little bit for what used to be birdie. Great. So you, okay. So wait, you're so you're attacking the other one with fresh HP. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh -huh. So you go to turn against. Birdie. I'm emotional. I'm not fighting smart. I've been betrayed by two puffins. I yeah, believe in you, it hurts. You see, the Alexandrites can't predict you. Yeah. Why did it have to be you, birdie? <laughs> 18 damage to Birdie. Great, okay. Or Alexandrite Birdie. Great. <laughs> I get what you mean. You aren't Birdie. You said you were Birdie. Okay, yeah. You see, um, Alexandrite <laughs> sees that you have this weird connection to Birdie, and you see uh, she makes her face turn into a puffins and goes, Help, Calder, I'm still in here. <laughs> <laughs> I pull back at the last second, going to a knee. <laughs> and that's why you missed the other two. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> After Calder's turn, we're cutting back to the cabin where, okay. Callie, that is your turn. You see that she has some weird connection now to Saul. Okay. I'm going to give Honeysuckle a little pat on the butt run, and run, 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 run. point in the direction of Calder. Run! Honeysuckle is going to just burst through a wall. Yeah, I thought of he might be the able cabin to. doesn't even stop, doesn't yeah. even need to go through the window. Rom, 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 just explodes out, uh, takes off. What is his speed? 
40 feet. Okay, so with a full dash action, Calder, you see Honeysuckle uh, appears out of the snow, was like burrowing under it, and suddenly bursts out this serpent. <laughs> the orc recruits just fucking freak out. Holy shit, they've got the word. It's, a, it's all right. Got the word. It's all right, he's with me. He's with oh, me. What do you mean? He's all right. I toss him a rock. <laughs> Very cute. And then I'm going to get on Licorice's back. Uh, and I'm going to try to, as we're going, Licorice is going to unleash for the first time his lightning breath on Alexandra. And I'm going to take out my sword and I'm going to try to sever this tie between Saul Rad. and Very, very cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remind me what uh, she needs to roll to avoid getting hit with this lightning breath. DC 13 constitution saving throw. She just hits a 13 on the constitution saving throw. So you see as Licorice uh, rears back and lets out this lightning breath, she's kind of caught flat-footed, has never seen Licorice before. Oh, this is new. Um, but looks like she kind of is able to harden herself, takes on kind of like a rubbery look as oh, the lightning hits her. Okay, she still takes nine damage though. Rad, okay, cool. Um. <sighs> And then I'm going to bonus action, give Saul a bardic inspiration Rad. in case he's Ugh. making saves as I try to attack this. Great, Thanks. go ahead and um, make an attack. We'll say it's gonna be the same as her AC. Her AC is 18. <laughs> that already on the die. Great, yeah. okay, so Callie, hey. you slash in with the luck blade and hit this psychic arcane leash that shatters um, with some kind of like magical sparkles. It goes to regrow and go back together. Saul, you are going to get to do an intelligence saving throw to to break free of whatever she's trying to do here. And cool. remember, I gave you a bardic. I got a bardic, I'm gonna need it, that is my worst stat. Okay, you're trying to hit a 15. <laughs> That's a 16. Yes! I'm okay. saving that part. Uh, the arcane leash breaks and Saul is freed of yes. whatever influence or whatever she was trying to do. I'm already part of a network. I don't need you. <laughs> I'm aware of your network. It is inferior. <laughs> we'll see. Can your network knit sweaters like this? Saul, the sweaters aren't the best <laughs> selling point. No, maybe. You don't, but they're so cozy. True, true. Uh, and then can I can I... make sweaters too. Fuck. <laughs> She's everything. Uh, and then can I use my second attack to hit her? Yes, of course. That is an 18. Me... That hits. Okay, yeah. that hits. Okay, great. Okay. I'm going to do a fourth level smite and a defensive flourish. Shit. Nice. 36 damage. Shit. <laughs> okay. That's not bad. Explosion of starfire from the back of Licorice. You see, she's trying to do the calculations and stuff. She's fought you guys before, but they were under extremely different conditions. You're on Licorice's back. Licorice is using his breath weapon for the first time. You break the arcane leash. You turn around. She's trying to defend one thing and you attack her with another. And uh, she is starting to look pretty hurt after... Your turn, that is actually Kenna's turn. Yeah. And Kenna looks up at you guys. Where do you require the squire? Why don't you take a swing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Kenna uh, pulls back, instinctively goes to take the cover off of the hammer. Oh, right. Gave that away. Thank God. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> Working on a new one. Don't worry. Uh, you see, she does manage to miss on the first attack, uh, but she does hit on the second attack and does 11 
damage. Oh, so yeah. Kenna Woo! kind of notices that the first kind of traditional head-on attack that she does is scouted pretty easily by Alexandrite, who definitely dodges out of the way. So Kenna kind of spins around and uses all the momentum to do a mighty second attack and manages to crack her in the back. After Kenna's turn, that is the orc's turn. They see a <laughs> serpent has just exploded out of the snow. They see two <laughs> puffins have just turned into mechanical dryads who then make the face of puffins and threaten people. Uh, so Vtech is going to stay by your side. Looks like he's ready to fight. The other three are going to do courage checks, essentially, to see if they stay. Oh, I did put a Peace Frog shirt on Honey Sockle before I sent him. Okay. So he's coming in peace. <laughs> it's got the little white flag. No, <laughs> no one, you can't hear this, but Murph just said nom nom and did a little peace sign yeah. with his hands. It was really cute. Does the Peace Frog look like Saul? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, so one of the orcs goes, fuck this, man! Specifically looking at Honeysuckle and runs off towards the snow. I get it. I totally get it. Don't Uh, take it, Pez. And you see VTech turns around, coward! And uh, is going to charge in. The other two guys are going to join in and help too. They look scared, but they're they're trying to help as best they can and are going to attack these lesser avatars. They're going to go after Clyde. (laughs) Uh, You see uh, the avatar takes the face of Clyde. Gee, you really want to hit a puffin, do you? Hey. (laughs) Yeah, Clyde, you've never been cool. (laughs) Okay, uh, one hit on the avatar uh, is going to do 11 damage. They do a D12 because they're using like battle axes, big two-handed weapons. Nice. So not insignificant. And then you see VTech is going to take uh, an attack recklessly, kind of charges in Devil May Care uh, and swings this big great sword uh, and is going to hit uh, because of kind of the recklessness, does kind of weirdly mirrors what Kenna just did and swings way too hard, misses, but just spins around and keeps going with it. Way more heart than skill. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, is going to do nine damage. Uh, so not insignificant amount of damage. This one lesser Alexandrite is looking quite hurt. However, that is the lesser Avatar's turns. Uh, You see the one is going to take a couple attacks on you. First thing it tries to do is do like an uppercut strike. You see the Alexandrite dekes forward, but then suddenly shifts uh, and hand turns massive like Saul's and goes to uppercut up through you. That is 20 to hit you. That would hit, but I'm going to... I'm going to cast shield, have a big ice wall come up and uh, explode for 2d6 on Clyde. Right on. Oh, yeah. One of of your new abilities. So you hold your sword out. You parry it. It looks at first like your sword shatters. But what's really happening is your sword breaks apart, turns into a bunch of icicles, attacks the Alexandrite, and then reforms. Fuck yeah. And that's seven damage. Nice. Okay. Not an insignificant amount of damage. Now you're the one catching a cold, Clyde. (laughs) (laughs) Very clever. I will remember this joke and tell it to other people when you're not around. No. Don't steal my jokes. That's my pet peeve. Uh, After the first attack is going to take a regular unarmed strike, 21 to hit. That misses. So the icicles reform your sword, uh, but it's even more massive than before. So you're able to easily parry it. It's this big, great sword now. Wow. Uh, After that, the second one is going to start trying to take down the orc recruits. Oh, shit. Uh, You see she takes two quick cracks and instantly downs 
the other two orcs that were joined by VTech. Oh, no. uh, VTech just looks, <gasps> no, no, no. I go back to back with VTech. Right on. He takes an uneven stance at your back. Sort of reminds you of maybe like when you were younger, he's got a sword that's like just a little bit too big for him. Two hands, VTech. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Drops the shield, holds it properly with two hands. After the lesser avatar's turns, that is back up to Saul's turn. Okay. Saul thinks back to the battle with Ultras and remembers how well his distractions worked then. Right on. So what he's going to do is he's going to charge towards Alexandrite, trip over Foster, fall <laughs> face flat, and then push himself up, do a backflip, and kick towards Alexandrite. <laughs> There's just no way to read these movements. <laughs> Was that on purpose? You'll never know. Uh, and I'm going to do... Um, Another flurry of blows, but also gonna try and stunning strike this time. Right on. Yeah, nice. baby. Here we go. Short circuit her. Okay, so that's a 15, a 12, an 18, and a nat 20. Whee! Right on. Yeah. But before we even get to that 20, uh, I'm going to inflate my fist further. Okay. Even bigger than Alexandra can inflate hers. Uh, and I'm gonna try and boost that 15. Great. Ah, fuck, that's just a one. Okay. So that just makes it a 16. So that's still two hits, one of them in at 20. Right on. All right, let's do the yeah, damage. Your, your fake out, she has to really pivot her entire body to get out of the way of this handspring. It kind of catches her flat-footed, so it allows you to get a critical strike on the follow-up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 26 points of damage. Saul, you fuck her right up. You see she is beginning to show signs of the fact that she's using some kind of human body. You see this like sickly grayness, almost kind of zombie-like uh, beyond whatever glamor she's putting on to make herself look like the Alexandrite avatar. And then as I'm up on her, I'm going to flatten my hand and try and jab right into one of these protruding tubes and stunning strike. Right on. Uh, she does pass. And in fact, uh, go ahead and give me an insight check. Uh, 23. 20, with a 23, as you hit into her, you know you hit her in the exact right spot that any human being would get stunned by this, but she is not a human being. You see, she does not react okay. to that uh, and kind of just turns her head and looks at you with a little smile. Where is Swag? Tell me. He's right here. <sighs> Give him back. He is mine. He is us. No, that wasn't a choice he made. You don't have the right. Uh, Saul kicks back and prepares for the next round. Uh, that is the avatar of Alexandrite's turn. She's going to go ahead and take a chance. She's going to try to do this mind leash thing, but this time on Callie. You see she smiles at you, Saul, um, but then cracks her neck. You see a arcane wire shoots out from her spine and goes to attach to Callie. That is... 18 to hit you, Callie. My AC is 21 because I defensively flourish. <laughs> uh, you strike it away with your sword. <laughs> See, now this gets to what I wanted to tell you, which is that going into the Feywild is a false premise. Do you think you're going to be able to manipulate them the way that you can people on the material plane? I mean, it's a playground of con artists and charmers. You think you can out-charm them? She leans in very close to you. My records tell me that the humanoids of the Feywild are susceptible to curses. That magic connects all of them. I heard once of a queen whose broken heart froze her entire kingdom. What if I were to become queen? What would happen then? 
I just don't think you have the charisma to make it in Feywild. <laughs> you see, the eye bulges again. We're very shallow. You are teaching me a lot. <laughs> a lot about being a human. You are teaching me a lot. Uh, she goes forward uh, and just takes two attacks to try to punch you in the face. <laughs> uh, first yeah. one, big time fucking whiff. Next one is a 23 to hit. I'm going to defensive uh, duelist and add four to my AC. So now it's 25. Wow. Okay. So she takes, she makes her fists like metal and goes to crack you across the skull. You hold up your sword and there is a loud clang as you block it between her enormous knuckles. Very, very annoying. After... The Avatar of Alexandrite's turn, that is Calder's turn. All right. So Calder, you've got these two orcs, not dead, but just downed. Mm -hmm. These two lesser avatars, one of them does not look very hurt at all, and the other one is pretty hurt. Okay. Uh, The one that's pretty hurt is uh, Old Clyde, right? Old Clyde, yeah. Okay. You don't want to hit me, hey! You're the one I want to hit the most. (laughs) Or which one down the orcs? You see uh, both of them take on Birdie's face. It wasn't me! Help! I'm still inside here! (laughs) You're tugging at my heartstrings, Bertie. Help, please! <laughs> Gotta get your head on straight, Calder. Uh, I'm gonna go after uh, Clyde, old Clyde. <laughs> Great. Uh, an 18, a 19, and a 17 to hit. 17 actually hits these lesser ones, so you hit uh, all three. 38 damage. Rad. Okay, you fully finish off the lesser avatar that was taking over Clyde. You see it goes from looking like sort of this version of Alexandrite to a zombified mothership employee, deathly pale. It looks like a a dwarf of Iron Deep, but with a mechanical parasite, like something attached to its spine and replaced their entire nervous system with wires and nanomachines. Oh, man. Uh, And you see this, like, glazy-eyed dwarf uh, just collapses in the snow after the last attack. Is this you too, Birdie? <laughs> no, I'm inside. It's just a puffin' folk. Would you let me use um, the glory of the snow helm to burn a charge and do two d12 like a cleave? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Ooh. you swing through. Uh, you charge your helm. You see frost coming off of it, and that is 18 damage. 18 to damage, Birdie. Okay, great. <laughs> Birdie's also looking pretty hurt. Okay, sweet. If I can use my movement, I would like to just stand between. Oh, well, I guess Vitek wants to get an attack. I just don't want Vitek to die, but, um, you know, we're back to back. Vitek looks a little Vitek looks a little hardier. Then I stand my ground. Right on. Uh, after Calder's turn, that is Callie's turn. Okay. I think Calliope's putting on a brave face, but as Alexandrite mentions Queen Cirilla and her broken heart and freezing her kingdom, she thinks of her own broken heart and the way that it sort of, like, fucked her whole life and she's she's very aware of the vulnerabilities of the fae <laughs> and she's going to just take three fucking attacks right on, on. yeah 28 26 and 27 yeah okay yeah you're on the back of licorice so you've got advantage so licorice rears up you have the high ground on her and you stab down into her yeah i'm gonna do two fourth level smites and a third level smite right on right. 42 damage for the first attack. Callie, finish this avatar of Alexandrite. Calliope puts on a brave face and she continues with a haughty arrogance that she doesn't actually feel. Mm. And she just says, 
you might want to work on your crowd work. <laughs> and then she decapitates her. <laughs> you slash through Alexandrite, and you see her mechanical head rolls onto the floor, and she just goes, Oh, Callie, I'm all crowd work. Yeah, that's fucking true. You're, like, fucking crowd-sourced. Uh, she smiles, and then you see her face warps, goes from a smile to a twisted face of agony, and you see that she has left behind the zombified corpse of another one of these mothership warriors, probably like a synth knight, like you would have been in Esri. Uh, the body drops, and you see all of these wires poking out of them. Ugh. Can I investigate and look at these wires? Yeah. I know I'm not a very, like, keen investigator, but I would try. Great. Uh, you go over to look at them, and actually, let's settle combat. So, mm. Honeysuckle actually gets a turn, because Honeysuckle right. is mm, out there right. with VTech and Calder. Actually, Licorice didn't go. He could slip out from between my legs and go take right on. an attack. Yeah, you see, nice. uh, Kenna's going to hop on to the back of Licorice, <laughs> and Licorice darts them out. Don't worry, backup's on the way. <laughs> we brought a zoo. <laughs> yeah, uh, VTech just goes, more friends of yours? Yeah, there's like a thousand of these serpents on their way. <laughs> okay, cool, good, good. I, see, I check if uh, that, that frightened birdie at all. <laughs> just knows you're lying, just keeps uh, eyes on the prize. Okay, shit, then I come clean to VTech too. I was just kidding. <laughs> After Callie's turn, that is Kenna's turn. Kenna has shown up uh, on Licorice's back. One potion to one of the orcs, one potion to the other orc. Action, bonus action. They pop back up with sort of renewed vigor. They've, they've faced their fears and they've lived to fight another day. Are going to jump in and try to help VTech here. One hits, seven damage. VTech takes a reckless strike. Uh, looks a little All bit right. braver. Uh, is two hands on the hilt, so he's actually swinging it correctly and <laughs> manages to down this lesser avatar. Stabs into her. And uh, once again, you see deanimates, turns into this sort of zombified corpse and drops down. I deanimate my sword and I go over and I give VTech a predator handshake. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Thank you. You dealt the killing blow. VTech, this is who we're fighting. I was fighting them down south, and now they're here. They're in our home. I, I, I heard a story about these creatures, but I've, I have not fought one. I have not seen one up close. To be completely truthful, we don't have a ton of field experience. Ed kind of goes, Tell me about it, man. You need to get an internship, sort of a squireship. You really should be out here with sort of a, a knight or something, or maybe a head ranger. Maybe do, a, you know, great swords or hammers, like maybe 101, 201, 301. Maybe Kenna needs to take him on as a squire. Whoa. <laughs> Work study. Uh, yeah, you see um, VTech nods and uh, turns to the two orcs that were injured and goes, I'm sorry for taking you on this mission. It was, it was foolish of me. It wasn't foolish. You fought bravely. You helped. We won. Come back with me and tell my friends and I the, the stories that you've heard about these people. Calder, as you're talking to VTech, uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Um, shout out to the two crew. Okay. Hmm. Calder 
you feel cold steel up against your neck. Unlike these new recruits, this guy was not easy to find in the snow. You feel cold breath on your neck. Sorry, friend. Had to get a close look to be sure. You're not one of those creatures. You're from here, huh? I am. And who are you? I am friend of these, these fools. Uh, you see, uh, Vitek looks scared at the person behind you, but not like, uh-oh, we're going to get killed. More like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, without turning around, say, and he fought bravely, and I spit on the ground. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're another one who's wet behind the ears. Pushes you forward. You see a well-built, like seasoned orc warrior. You see like big beard with a uh, blue beard, kind of similar to yours, uh, but with like a strike of white in it. And you see along with him are like 11 warriors who snuck through the snow <laughs> quietly. Oh. These guys are all in heavy leather armor and with snow on to like camouflage them. Not only that, but you see wolves nearby pulling this sledge and they're just, <laughs> it was all completely silent. They completely snuck up on you. Vtech uh, holds his hands up and goes, Commander Fuldar, I, I'm sorry for breaking orders. I was worried for the warriors who came here. And Fuldar cuts him off. So you thought you would join them in the grave. I told you they were dead. But we are here now, so join the others, set up a perimeter. I will talk to our new friend. Uh, Vitek uh, salutes Fuldar, and the other, uh, you see the orc that ran away is being accosted by the other rangers. <laughs> He's in even more trouble. <laughs> he just, yeah. you run away twice. You run away to come fight, and then you don't fight. What's your deal, man? <laughs> so you see uh, this dude, Fuldar, um, puts his hand on your shoulder and begins leading you guys towards the cabin um, and kind of uh, looks around, sees that there's not much action here, but does see a light on in the guest house that you guys were in and goes, friends of yours? Yeah, those are my friends in there. Back in the cabin, Callie, uh, you wanted to do an investigation check on the body? Yeah, it's or not per my perception forte, check? but I mean, yeah, I'm just gonna look at it, mm -hmm. so. We're looking at a five. Okay. Oh, I don't know if I would put my face that close to those tubes. <laughs> I'm tangled up in the tubes. No, not again. Uh, Callie, you look at it, and all you can gather with a five is just that it looks like Alexandrite has taken these people over. We already knew that. Through the transporter, she was able to get rid of uh, a lot of their own sort of biomatter and replace it with her own artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of the mechanical aspect of her. The AI spreading through their body has created this like network of veins and arteries and everything uh, that, that to her own sort of uh, central system. This explains the reading that we got before. They're long gone they're all mixed in yeah i don't i don't know how anyone could successfully un untangle this yeah this is bad uh you see that calder and a extremely jacked orc man <laughs> whoa enter the house hello kelly Saul. i'd like you to meet a big warrior who snuck up on me in the snow but <laughs> 
He actually seems all right. Oh. Hello. My, uh, name, my name is Fuldar. Hello, Fuldar. Thank Hi, you for Fuldar. not killing our friend. Yeah, you got it. No problem. Do you come as a friend or as a foe? I guess it depends on what your intentions are here. I kick Alexandroid's head <laughs> over to his feet. All right. Seems like we are on the same side. Uh-huh. Okay, he tucks great. it like a football at his side, puts it into a bag. We will, we will study this. I would be careful studying that, though. I, We've had some run-ins with kind of parasitic uh, machines in the past. I would recommend burning it as soon as you can. Interesting. Yeah, you see, he takes it out of the bag and punts it out into the ocean. <laughs> oh, we could have played at least one game with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I could swim out there, but it is quite cold. Yeah, water polo? You kicked that so far. That was insane. <laughs> yeah. Have you or your people encountered Alexandrite? I don't know Alexandrite, but if you're asking if we've dealt sort with these Sort of like creatures, a magitech presence. You see, uh, Fuldar explains that he's familiar with the Mothership Corporation and Magitech, of course. They have some Magitech uh, up here and where he's from. But he does not appear to be familiar with Alexandrite. I do not know who Alexandrite is, but I have heard the tell of this recent scourge. Uh, and he points at the body of this Mothership warrior that yeah. is now uh, an avatar of Alexandrite. How far into the north have they have they pushed? I am not sure. Uh, let's uh, take one second. Let's share a drink. I was supposed to be off tonight, and I had to go out chasing those who were wet behind the ears. Huh? Okay. I, yeah. There's plenty of cabins here. Uh, if you want to bring your men in, and we can, you know, try and wrestle up something. Right on. Uh, you see, Foldar goes over. Uh, just starts going through the cabinets. Goes. Ah, this will do. Uh, wow. Finds like a dusty old wine bottle. Pours himself a mug. <laughs> you guys want some or? Uh, I think I'm in like diplomatic mode, so I'm kind of like. Okay, you take a sip of it first. Right on. Uh, takes takes a huge sip of it, drinks the whole mug. Uh, I'll <laughs> take this one. In, in fact, you should you should take your own. Honestly, <laughs> keeps his own bottle, grabs one for you guys. Saul brings over a bottle like one of those little frog statues that holds wine. Oh, <laughs> uh, great! Yeah, you guys all share a glass of wine, and Fuldar uh, sits here with you and kind of leans over uh it had kind of like leaned back for a sec to like drink his wine but leans forward with purpose and goes first off thank you for helping our recruits they would have been killed by these creatures oh i owe them my thanks as well so after you discipline them however you're going to let them know that i appreciated the support well, if they like running off into the night to fight people, they'll like doing drills in the morning and doing watch at night, I'm sure. I raise my glass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this village was attacked three days ago. Only a few managed to escape. They told us that dwarves of Iron Deep arrived on the shore in a strange vehicle, almost like a pod. They emerged and began attacking people using strange unnatural movement and many many died yeah i think that lines up with mothership dispatching or well, really alexandrite at this point alexandrite and mothership i'm i'm not even sure like who's leading the charge here i mean it's just alexandrite it seems i think so yeah i don't think that mothership this isn't really their style at all. No. Yes, this did not seem like the act of any kind of corporation. This was yeah. this was an invading army. 
So one day later, after the attack, we send scouts to investigate. Villages weirdly repopulated again after the battle. Scouts report back to us via magic, notices that everyone is acting strangely. Old friends suddenly feel a little bit uncanny. After message, scouts don't come back. We send a squad of warriors. They don't come back either. And now this village is empty. How many of these monsters did you fight here? Just three. It was only these three. Okay. Oh, did you fight the other two, Calder? Well, me and Vitek. Yeah, we fought Clyde and Birdie. You fought Birdie? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was there for a second. It felt like I think Birdie was there. She kept saying, help me, I'm still in oh. here, but Calder kept no. attacking. See, this is why I didn't trust Birdie. All due respect, you're only there at the end, okay, Kenna? <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. A squire cannot be a liar. I was only there at the very end. But from the out of context that I saw, it seemed like Birdie could have been saved. So, <laughs> Calder sobs. <laughs> are there like villages all along the river that are replaced by these avatars of Alexandra? There are not that many. This is sort of a a unique geographic thing. There aren't many beaches this far inland in the frigid north. But I can tell you that there were a lot from the reports. There were a lot more than three of these things, and the vehicle they they came from. It was described as a pod, so like a smaller vessel from a bigger one. There is no telling oh, how many of these may have reached huh. the, the mainland. I think we know where that bigger one was going. Probably up to, to Ice Knife. Oh. Well, there's no way to get to Ice Knife via the water if... Oh, okay, never mind then. They might just be sitting an advanced party to try and secure it. Or maybe seeking more biomatter. What's the what's the nearest most populous place to here? It is our village, but this was a few days ago and and our village has not been attacked. Okay, we have we, need we to have go... shored up our own walls. Beyond us, there is also a, a town called Coldbreak and Calder, you're familiar with Coldbreak? Basically, it's from here. It's about a hard day's ride to Coldbreak. A day beyond Coldbreak is the ice knife. Okay. Okay. Howdy, Nadpoles. Caldwell here. I'm recording this ad literally hours before going to the airport on a trip to visit some family in New York. And if you're wondering, no, I have not packed my bags yet. Packing stresses me the hell out because I have to do wardrobe math about how many shirts and pants and underwear to bring. And uh, let me tell you, folks, it, I always get it wrong and I always pack too much. That being said, there is one thing that always goes into my suitcase without a second thought, and that is my Raycon Everyday Earbuds. Raycon offers amazing audio quality at half the price of other premium audio brands. And Raycon's optimized gel tips are designed to fit comfortably in your ears and actually stay there. Which is good because it means I can go on a jog and not worry about them falling out and getting sucked into a sewer grate. Although I guess that's probably how the Ninja Turtles get their earbuds, so if some mutant creature living in the sewer happens to get them, I guess that wouldn't be too bad. But thanks to Raycon, it's not something I ever even need to concern myself with. So, if you're also going on a trip soon and are looking to bring along the perfect pair of earbuds, go to buyraycon.com slash pawpaw today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That is right, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pawpaw. One more time, that's buyraycon.com slash pawpaw. All right, thanks for listening. 
and have a great trip. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore. And you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. I think I'm going to put on my sunglasses and say, can we resume this in your village? This conversation. I don't think that we should stay here tonight. I think we should go to your village. We can go to our village. We also have enough people here. I think that they have moved on from here if there's only three here. I mean, it is true that they may double back and attack us here, but... I am confident in in us that we would be able to hold position. We are a a bigger village, a bigger settlement than uh, this village here. Okay. And if you think they have a final destination, I don't know that they would double back. Okay. Yeah, I think... So, given the geography up here, Mm -hmm. would Calder know that there's kind of like trails or at least a path of least resistance that they might follow to Cloud Break and then Ice Knife? Go ahead and give me a... History check. Uh, 17. Okay. Calder, you know that there's basically mountains to the west that can get you there. And that will offer, you know, there's like cave networks and things like that. That has decent amounts of places to camp. You also kind of realize, I'll count this kind of as like an insight check too, that the Puffin folk, the scouts of Alexandrite that Mm. were kind of left behind here, were trying to get you to go that way, which would have been Mm. a longer way and maybe a good place to ambush somebody. So it seems like they were maybe trying to lead you into danger. You know, it's a straight shot across the tundra. It's quicker, but more dangerous Mm -hmm. uh, to just go straight through the frozen plains. Very barren, very hard to find a place to camp, but with a, a being like honeysuckle that doesn't really get tired, could probably get you to the ice knife in two days and could probably get you to cold break in a day. Okay. Well, I think right. I look to Calder because he's kind of the authority of this area, so... Yeah, I'm just busy wriggling my toes to keep him from going numb. <laughs> well, I guess... Well, we know that Alexandrite's end goal is to break through Cali to your home, to the to the Fae. I was so. thinking, oh, he can't be charmed. What was she thinking? But then she reminded me of how... Vulnerable Faye can be with our roller coasters of emotions. <laughs> and and I have to believe they're trying to go directly there. They're not going to waste their time trying to take over the frigid north. Honestly, it's a good strategy because it's like 
so volatile, it's like a powder keg. If they take over the Feywild, it's going to just erupt back into the material plane. If there's any connection, she'll exploit it. Mm. I know that for sure. I think we have to do the most direct thing. We have to go into the open tundra and and try to beat them there, or at least arrive at the same time. Okay. You are, you are from the Ice Knife. Calder tries to stand up a little taller than he actually is. <laughs> You're already so much taller than him. <laughs> this is the first roof that's been tall enough for Calder. <laughs> I am only seven foot one. <laughs> you are you know, from the Ice Knife. Can I ask you again your name? You wouldn't give it to me. Calder. Calder Kilday. Kilday. I know this name. Family of uh, Ranger Generals. That's right. You may have heard of my mother. Mira, Mira Kilday? The one and only. And the new Ranger General, Gowan Kilday, right? <laughs> Go, Gowan. Calder takes, Calder takes an audible gulp. <laughs> Dips on Gowan. You know it. <laughs> yes, yeah, been been uh, a, a few years. Your, your mother is a, a legendary warrior, and uh, Gowan is uh, quite a reputable warrior in his own right. Is he then? That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I know. Yeah. Good for Gowan. <laughs> well, it's good, you know, good to your family or yeah. close. You're good. I'm happy for Gowan. Good. I don't know why we're still talking about it. <laughs> and we don't have to, but. Uh, you know, being in such a prime position in the village, he's probably like engaged or at least has like a, a partner, right? We don't talk about that, really. <laughs> We're more like, hey, big fucking blizzard that's going to uh, destroy all of our crops and fucking kill all of us. Uh, you guys experiencing that too? Yeah, no, things are pretty tough. Hey, somebody's trying to start a fight with us. Uh, maybe send some people and help, you know, back and forth. We don't sure, sure. Priorities, have, yeah. We don't have much uh, contact with the Ice Knife, but if you were to ask me to name two people from there, I would say Miracle. Gilday and Gowan Gilday. Well, I think we've got to go see them. Okay, all right. Well, Fuldar, I don't know if you have any, any contacts in Frostwind, but yes, it I might know. be worth alerting them to what's going on. Because there's definitely a mothership outpost there, and I could see Alexandra trying to take them over as well. Yes, we will, I guess, uh, with great care, try to study this body, see what's going on here. I'm also going to take my uh, sunglasses and break them over my knee and give him one half Whoa. so he can use it like a monocle. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Very. so this is sort of like a way to see who's been corrupted by this Alexandrite. Yeah, it also comes in tongue form if you prefer that. <laughs> no, I'll take the sunglasses. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, you see, he puts the one on and he holds it over. You look like Vegeta. <laughs> Over 9,000 artificial. <laughs> Impossible. Uh, you, you have this half sunglass on. now I look on. like Vegeta too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys have scouters. I, I didn't know how much I needed shirt. to hear you say Vegeta in Callie's voice. So when you look at this body that's on the ground, it is fully red, fully Alexandrite. Yeah. Which will tell you that she is evolving and mm. was able to kind of suppress the things yeah. that made her look artificial. Quite frankly, she's evolving at a rate that I don't think I personally can keep up with. Okay, well, at the very least, it, it will be good for us to be able to use this device to examine this body, and we can sort of nip it in the bud if right. this gets anywhere else. Well, Callie, she's evolving right. on a predictable path. 
We just have to become more chaotic, more messy. That's our only we have, hope. We're a lot, but we have to be even more. You're right. I put down my Vegeta sunglass, single sunglass, and my Vegeta Hawaiian shirt in the tundra. The one that says bad man. <laughs> so cool. Dragon Ball Calliope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you probably don't want to leave in the middle of the night, but you saved our pups. We will happily loan you a, a sledge if if you need one. Um, yes, we do. We we really yeah. do. You got it. Yeah. We're only with ten ten mile hike. Not easy, but we can we can do it tomorrow morning. And and we owe you our uh, recruits. We are angry at them, but at the same time, they have the hearts of, of I was going to say yeah. I mean I think you have to show them that you're angry but you're secretly a yeah. bit proud yeah they're yeah. good boys and girls give the tech a headbutt for me yeah we might have done something similar when I was a kid <laughs> yeah but uh, <laughs> thank you for looking out for them we owe you we will take our wolves uh, ourselves and just uh, walk back with them if uh, you think you could use one of your worms or something yeah. Run, run. Yeah. yeah. I think we're flush with animals. Run, run. I hold up it, gunk. Yeah. <laughs> gunk is completely I hold up frozen. The frozen. Your fish is frozen. He's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, he's hibernating. But yeah. yeah, looks at it with his scouter, but seems to be okay. Seems to be alive. If you knew his dad, you'd know this is totally normal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's resting. <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, uh, feel free to take the sledge in the morning. We will stay here. Uh, I'll grab one of the other houses, I guess. And uh, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm up. I'm just going to do night watch and uh, make one of the recruits do my shift tomorrow. Huh? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I hand him another bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go stay get warm. drunk on the job. <laughs> Hold are you were living right, my man. That's right. All right. See you in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Night. Give my congratulations to Gowan. I've not seen them in a while. Very strong. No. Very smart. Yeah. Yeah. No very doubt. brave. No Can doubt. For All sure. Right. I'll, tell, I'll tell him you said that. I totally agree. Okay. Will do. Yeah. Save out. Fuldar said hello. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you around. Uh, you see, uh, Fuldar goes out. Uh, you see that... Um, uh, Vtech specifically uh, stands outside your guys' door and is like holding a torch and looking out. I'm gonna light a fire with Licorice's lightning breath. <laughs> and then I think I'm gonna needle Calder a bit. Calder, did I detect with my scouter a bit of jealousy? <laughs> jealousy? No, I'm. That's my brother. That's awesome for him. I mean, I'm deeply jealous of my older sister. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. It's just that, my God. Calder sits down, crisscross applesauce again. <laughs> it's just like your parents treat the oldest one like they are more responsible. And it's yeah. absolutely just a bias that they put onto them. They treat them as if they're more responsible. Uh -huh. So they give them more responsibilities. Yeah, they treat you like a fuck up. So they never even give you a chance to prove totally. you're not. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I knew that I always wanted to be at Scout. I wanted to be at Scout <laughs> my Daddy, entire life. Daddy. That's my dream this job. This is exactly what families are like. Saul nods without knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, he deserves it. He's awesome. He's yeah. awesome. I can't deny that. Yeah. Calder has a second glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Some of us are knights and some of us are squires. You know? Kenna, did I see you talking up VTech? Talking him up? I was just saying that maybe he could afford Hammer's 301 before he went out into the field without a knight. I thought it was good to see you <laughs> taking on a bit of authority. Yeah. Interesting. 
I guess I don't have to be a squire forever, necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot forgive me. What does it take for a squire to become a knight? Yeah. You just need the knight to knight you. You just need any any old knight to knight you? Yeah, I mean, there's ways to kind of, like, cheat and just get, like, any knight to do it for you. you. But that's not me. I'd like to, honestly, I would like to be knighted by General Bronzebeard. It's gotta be General. And General Bronzebeard will knight me when I'm ready. Yeah. Well, we will put in... We can put in a good word. Multiple good words. I could yeah. definitely use a letter of recommendation, yeah. <laughs> we can do that. Calder, what do you think Gregor thinks about this promotion? I don't know. Look, if I was jealous of Gowan, I think Gregor might have even been more, more jealous. jealous of Gowan. So Shame. I can't imagine he's taking it well. Okay, just want to know what we're getting ourselves yeah, into. Yeah, noticeably absent the mention of... Gregor, who is also a ranger. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That caught me off guard, so I'm sure a lot has happened that I didn't know about. All right. Okay. Sweet. Uh, is there anything you guys would like to do before you go to bed? Should we whisper at Vitek through the door? <laughs> hey, you good? Do you need anything? A little tired, but I'm okay. Vitek. What's yeah. your last name? Vanacek? <laughs> From the New Jersey Devils? No. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Emily's chuckle before. I was like, okay. Very specific reference that I was going to just let float under the radar, but. Um, no, I think I'll just like solemnly make camp inside. <laughs> Unnecessary. I pitch a tent inside. Why not? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to sort of like let it sink in that I'm like, oh, fuck, the Feywild is actually ripe for manipulation. And allow that to inform my nightmares. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Callie, you go to bed. And I'll say you're, you're trying to kind of keep your cool. You're trying to keep your cool with Alexandrite. And thus that kind of extended to trying to keep your cool with your friends. And as you go to bed, you have a dream mm-hmm. of yourself watching Queen Jovir, who's actually the queen of the Unseelie court. She has... Yeah. The crown of thorns she is the one who sentenced your mother to death she she looks like a a greater goblin like this big sort of half giant evolved of these like sunset goblins that are like orange and red has these big claws and this big fierce crown and you see yourself watching alexandrite approach her and you have this moment where you could step in and save the Fey Wild, but there is an anger in your heart left over from seeing Queen Jovir sentence your mother, and you hesitate for a moment, and you see Alexandrite pierce her heart with one of these wires that she's able to shoot out, gain a connection to her, Queen Jovir dies, and you are blown back and Alexandrite puts on the crown of thorns, and that is the last sentient thought you have. As you see, the green earth around you changes to a barren wasteland of wires and machine. Fuck. <laughs> you wake up the next morning. 
<laughs> Morning, Kelly. I made breakfast. Foster, I didn't mean to set an alarm. <laughs> you made breakfast. Oh. I was going to make breakfast. What did you make? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're in my hometown. I did a little fish fry. I went fishing this morning. Wait, I thought oh, you wow. said you didn't eat fish. You promised the whale <laughs> that you... I was lying to the whale. <laughs> you lied to the whale. I love fish. I didn't even know a lie could be uttered in whale song. <laughs> right on. Give me some fish. Uh, you guys eat uh, breakfast together. You see VTech uh, is looking really sleepy outside. Uh, gives you a nod as you go by in the morning, Calder. Uh, yes. Good good breakfast. Good morning. I salute him. We left the dishes for you, VTech. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yes, I deserve it. I deserve it. Yeah. I made you a, a cup of coffee. They didn't have coffee beans, so I just improvised. What? <laughs> V-Tick, what V-Tick starts to sip it and then spits it out. Excuse me? <laughs> I sniff the spit. <laughs> I don't think. Ma- I had a cup of that coffee. <laughs> what the fuck? Woo. Ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys uh, are brought out. Uh, Fuldar takes you and brings you guys out to this long sled with room for like half a dozen people and reins for the wolves up front. You see that they've released uh, the wolves uh, who joined their companions obediently as they're fed like chunks of meat. The the wolves are excited. I sort of jump around and start Aww. wrestling with each other. <laughs> uh, I uh, I send the serpents to go wrestle with them. <laughs> Goes around and they also the wolves start chasing. Uh, no lightning <laughs> Play nice. The wolves start trying to bite Honeysuckle, but his scales are too hard. You hear his like laughing as if he's being tickled. <laughs> That's his laugh. <laughs> uh, and you see uh, the orcs help you guys attach the reins to Honeysuckle, uh, who's way too excited. His tail is going crazy. Oh, cute. Um, and as soon as everyone is on board, uh, Fuldar uh, pats the back of the sledge and goes, Thank you again, and uh, give my regards to your family. We will, Fuldar, and go easy on those guys. Well, especially Vitek, the one that ran away, you can... You can punish him a whole lot. Yes, he's got, we're making him run back home, and then he's going to run back here, and then he's going to walk back with Dude us. loves running. <laughs> he's so good at the running. He's so good at the running. Yeah. Yes, oh, I love that. Uh, um, can I have Fuldar? I'm just going to be like, oh, actually, will you will you help me just check something on this sledge with me? And I, I want to get Fuldar yeah. one-on-one okay. and just say, mm. um, I just had a quick question. Okay. Have you heard of Gregor Kilday? Gregor Gilday. No. Okay, so you haven't heard anything bad happening to him either? No, I I mean, I don't know too many people specifically from the Ice Knife. We would deal with the Ranger General directly. And okay. uh, Gowan has never mentioned... He's not had, like, a look of intense grief from the loss of a twin brother on his face. Whenever we see each other, it is usually something kind of grim or one of us has had to ride a day through the tundra, so we always look kind of grim. Kelly, okay. you just can't get any gossip out of these people. <laughs> just want to, just looking out for my friends, wanted to make sure I, I knew what we were walking into. Was not was not mentioned. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, Fuldar helps you guys onto the sledge, hits the back of it, and Honeysuckle shoots off into the snow, gobbling up snow and rocks as he does. <laughs> he pulls the sledge with ease as if he's not <laughs> tethered to anything at all. Wow. Cold wind in your face. Hang on tight, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. My eye goop is freezing. Uh, 
yeah, yeah, I can't Kenna. blink. My eyes are frozen open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kenna lets out a happy squeal that instantly turns into a. <laughs> Stop! I need to bury myself in mud immediately. I have to go to sleep. The wind is fighting me. I think the cold wind bites at any exposed flesh, and you have to cover up and lower your head just to stop it from freezing. So you guys are just kind of all huddled up together oh. as honeysuckle shoots through the I snow. I wear licorice like a mink stole. <laughs> Calder has his jacket open. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad in the sun. Yeah, yeah, for Calder, this is kind of normal. It's like a fall day. Uh, so it is going to be a couple days of hard riding for you guys to get there. I'm going to need two nature checks each day uh, for whoever is navigating each day. Uh, it'll be nature or history checks in Calder's case since he knows the area better. Sick. Uh, so you guys are going to need to do four checks total. Calder, you know this town, Cold Break. In order to successfully make it to Cold Break in one night, uh, you have to complete your two nature checks for the day. The DC is 30 to get through the day unscathed. So it's a group effort. Whoa. Help actions, bardics, whatever I you can do. dump my right. bardics into Calder. <laughs> In fact, I, I pivot from my song, Hard One the Giant Layer, to Calder Kill Day, the giant player. <laughs> <laughs> I will also add, if you fail, everyone's going to make a con saving throw. DC will be based on how bad you fail. On a failure, you are exhausted. If you fail by five or more, you take two levels of exhaustion. Out here in the cold, if you have any levels of exhaustion after a long rest, you are sick and you have one automatic death saving throw fail until you're completely rested and have all levels of exhaustion removed. It's very cold. So you could potentially get yourself in a position where you need like four or five days to sleep this off. And by then you might be like deep in a dungeon and that would be very bad to have death saving fails. Yeah, so, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Murph, um, can we say that I didn't use my Bardic from Calliope? Can I choose it to get a really good night's sleep before we leave? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Saul, you wake up great. You have a great dream. <laughs> wow, you didn't have a nightmare. Yeah, weirdly <laughs> Swag's like, what's up, man? I resisted the network. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to play Bumper Pool? Of course. Yes. <laughs> um, so you guys are out on the sledge. Tell me what everyone is doing to help Calder navigate. I'll say Kenna's going to hit you with a Squire Inspiration, so the D4. Great. Uh, she'll also do uh, a help to give you advantage on the roll. Maybe. She's. I'll, I'll say she's got the map out, but also has set up a perimeter, has set up like a tent kind of like barrier so the wind isn't whipping through the map. So you're able to quickly refer to it. And she's just sort of standing next to you at the <laughs> ready with her finger on where you guys are and uh, trying to kind of help you navigate uh, this tundra. Mm -hmm. I I am singing through a huge bullhorn to amplify it about, uh, like I said, <laughs> Calder Kill Day, the giant player. And I also do have my my Vegeta scout on just right in on. case there is Alexandrite on the horizon. Right on. Nice. <laughs> I think the only way I'm going to survive is if my back is to the wind. So I'm kind of like looking at our rear, making sure that nothing is coming for us. Okay. Right oh, on. Nice. Cool. Uh, so Saul, you're on the lookout uh, you've got advantage from Kenna, you've got Bardic from Callie, and you've got a D4 from Kenna. Uh, so go ahead and roll that Calder. You're trying to hit a 30. Can you get a D4 from me as well for guidance? He can. Yes. Okay. So wow. that's that's your guidance is Calder not having to worry about his back at mm -hmm. all. He knows that he's covered by you. 
Okay. Calder is uh, humming along with uh, Calder Kilday, the giant player. (laughs) (laughs) Also pretending uh, that he doesn't need to look at the map. It's fine. Can I can I can go by the tree? I'm just saying I'm looking at the Batwins here. It looks like we're getting a little far from them. I know where we're going. He's smooth as ice. He's really nice. (laughs) Calder the giant player. I only have a 14 right now. Okay. Oh, I don't. I can't hit a thirty. So you can't hit a thirty, <laughs> but this will determine how bad you guys fail. So- okay, wait. I looked at my luck blade. It says if the sword is on your person, you can call on its luck to re-roll one attack roll, ability check, or saving throw you ability dislike. Check. Okay. Yeah. And I dislike that. Wow. Okay. You want to re- re-roll the d20? Yeah, it was humming out of tune. So I uh, now <laughs> Kelly's singing a little bit louder. Okay. Like, oh, I see. Yeah, I get it. That is a 19 on the die. Hell yes. yes. It becomes a 27. Nice. Yes. Okay. okay. So, then, so then the D4s take you up to 30. Do you hit 30 with that? Yeah, with the D4s, I'm at 32 already. Right on. So I don't even have to use the bardic right now. So you guys are good. No exhaustion. You're able to, uh, you've got a straight line. Calder, you look at wh- where you're at. You see that there's like a, a frozen lake in your view that matches up to where you're trying to go on the map. Again, not a lot of life out here. You don't see any animals or anything, mostly just frozen plain. But the geographic landmarks that are on the map, the very few that there are, you are noticing on your way. So you guys are heading in the right direction as fast as you could be going. And Honeysuckle is not slowing down. Ice is like water rocks. (laughs) Isn't that fun? (laughs) Just chewing up constantly, just never gets full. It's important to stay hydrated. Uh, After that, uh, we're going to need one more. You guys get about halfway through the day. Even though Honeysuckle is a essentially a construct, he's just an avatar of mm-hmm. a serpent, he never gets tired, so you could keep going, but you guys can't be out here without a yeah. fire no. at night. You'll die. It's fast. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're half, halfway through the day. Uh, you got to do one more nature check. So everybody doing the same job? We doing yeah, more bardic absolutely. and everything? Yep. My yep. throat is sore from singing. Yeah. yeah. Kenna, <laughs> Kenna does the same thing. She's got the map. She's helping you, uh, pointing out landmarks as they pass. Now I know the lyrics to Kelly's song and I'm singing a little more uh, confidently and loudly. Right. It's, getting, it's going straight to my head. Um, okay. That is a 23 oh, on the die. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So that's with, yeah, with the history. Strong start. Yep. Only a one there, so that's a 24. 24. Okay. We're at 28. Okay. okay. So okay. Just, Bardic, not just not a one. A one. On just the... not a one. No problem. That's a two. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay. okay. So okay, also, okay. you guys almost make a critically wrong turn. You see a a like small frozen pond that you briefly for a second are like, is it this lake of ice that we're looking at here on the map? And realize that it's referring to a much bigger body of water in a slightly different direction. Uh, but you guys pick up on your mistake and are able to keep going and stay on pace. Okay. Uh, Saul sings the wrong lyrics a little too loudly for a second. <laughs> His dick is cold, so I've been told. Calder 
the giant player. Was that right? Did I do that right? No. I don't think Calder was trying to do like sort of like a dick thing. Were you Calder? I was. No, I was not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I can write yeah. that in. Please don't. I can, <laughs> I, I can absolutely write that yeah, in. I just perfect. hadn't yeah. originally. I heard the hard one song. I know you can do that. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I tried to like tailor it to the person I'm writing about. <laughs> that song's all dick. And I knew hard one would really <laughs> fucking want that. Oh, wait. This is the wrong lake of ice. We got to turn. Uh, so, oh, shit. Calder, uh, you're looking at the map, uh, referring to what Ken is looking at here, and see that the town of Coldbreak is very close by as the sun is setting. You guys are getting here just in time. We're not going to take on any exhaustion. You're not going to take on any yes. sickness. Yes. This is at the outer edge of the mountain ranges near the ruins of Old Mount Forge, mm. where the ice knife lies. It's very hilly here. And as you reach the peak of a hill, it is just turning to night. Moon has risen into the sky, reflecting light onto the snow. And that is the only light source you see. Looking down from the hills, Uh the town is completely dark. Everybody give me perception checks. Okay. Have I ever been to Cold Break before? Yes. Great. Shout out to the two crew. Okay. 14. Uh, 13. Okay. You guys... Look at the town here, and you get the immediate sense that something is wrong. You would be able to see fires from inside people's houses. Calder, you've been here before. You know that they have scout towers and stuff. They have, like, beacons that are lit up so that people can see them, so that scouts can come back from ranging missions and whatnot. And this is just cold, dead town. Did you say there was, like, a a tower, like a scouting tower? Uh, yeah. Can I try and, like, run up it and get a better look? Sure. You guys uh, approach the town. Uh, Saul, there is no one manning the bottom of this tower. Hmm. You walk inside. You see that there's, like, a little area. There's some, like, storage crates and whatnot. A little area for um, people to sit or people that are off duty or whatever. Everything looks undisturbed. Nobody here. Uh, You go up the steps. You get to the top. Uh, Go ahead and give me another perception check. Uh, You can do this one with advantage. Sick. Uh, Once again, feel the cold air, and it is getting unbearably cold out here. (laughs) We're going to have to get inside soon. Saul uh, covers his mouth with his scarf uh, and tries to survey. That's going to be Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Saul, with your connection to nature, Mm. I'll say a a big thing that you see, and this is a, a bit of a nature check and a bit of an insight check. You look in, you see no signs of giants or any kind of humanoid life. You see no footprints. You see nothing like that. It's just a complete ghost town. But what you do see are white Arctic foxes, like a couple of them, Mm. and some other like scavenger animals Mm. are going through the town. Do the white foxes have red muzzles? Do they have blood on their face? They actually don't. Okay. Okay, all right. So and they there's... look like they no one's like uh none of these scavenger animals look like they've found anything really. In fact, you see uh, some of them are like pulling food out from uh, a tavern or something like that and no one's stopping them, which is another concern. Okay. Um since this is a watchtower, is there any sort of like emergency beacon or flare up here like anything that would suggest that they tried to warn the village or yeah you see that there is a a, essentially like a giant bonfire that would go up here and the ashes are cold okay 
Um, I, I slide back down. I do that video game thing where you slide down a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get to the bottom. Uh, you join Calder and Callie. And I relay this information. I say, it, it, it seems like if somebody was here, they've been gone for a while. All right. Well, I like our chances better in this village than outside of it. We yeah. have to get a fire going. Can I look to see if there are any doors to underground passages? Ooh. Yeah, go ahead. Just in case something went down so they retreated underground. Go ahead and give me an uh, investigation or perception check uh, as you go and look around the grounds near the tower. Nine. <laughs> you don't see any kind of trap door or anything. And again, it is very similar to how Flurry Harbor looked yeah. when you guys first showed up, except this is a this is a bigger town. It's smaller than the Ice Knife, but it's the biggest town besides the Ice Knife. I am going to approach an Arctic Fox and okay. cast Speak with Animals. Oh. Great. Uh, Hello, little predator. <laughs> you are, uh, you have to trudge. Aren't you so scary? You have to trudge through some like deep snow between cottages <gasps> and like these modest public buildings. Okay. Um, you see that there's an empty tavern called the Winter Bloom that has a, a like white flower on this tavern sign that is shaking uh, back and forth. You see that this fox has gone in and grabbed like a slab of meat from like the back of the tavern. Is the meat rotting? Uh, the meat looks like it was preserved, like it was like mm. salted Ice. or something, okay. so it could okay, it could yeah. stay for a while. Uh, so you see, the fox has it, uh, and as you say, little predator uh, <laughs> drops the meat and stands over it. It's mine! It's mine! Yes, it is because you're so bad and scary. That's right. Look That's at right. those teeth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why well, you'd make a chef jealous? Because they a chef jealous? Why? <laughs> because they have like knives. And your oh. teeth are so much more efficient. Okay, it's a long walk to get there, but we found it. <laughs> wow, you're quite articulate. Yes. That's going to come in handy because I want to ask you I'm some questions. Articulate. <laughs> and you're clever too. Yes, clever you, as a fox. Are you from the Feywild? No. Oh, we have a lot of foxes there. I don't actually don't know what the Feywild is. Okay, well, I was wondering if you could tell me what happened to this town. How long have you been scavenging here? And do you know where any of the people who were here went? Usually, they would kick us out of a place like this, but we've had run of this place for two days. Two days? Do you know what clued you off that you'd have run of this place? Some smaller folk came by, entered the city. Was there a battle? There was some kind of fight, there was some kind of commotion, and the next day, there was no one. Usually after a battle, there's something for us to pick from but all we found is this you see so there's the no bodies buried in all this snow the fox sniffs the air and goes we've already looked of course you have you're so clever uh the fox takes you over to an area in the snow that it's already dug in digs through the dirt and pulls out a a thick coat like some something that would be, maybe be worn as like armor like leather mm -hmm. armor and pulls it from the snow we thought we might find bodies but instead we just found a lot of this god have they been absorbed or something all right well thank you very much i rip off a piece of animal flesh and 
throw it to play fetch. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> jumps up, uh, grabs it, uh, grabs the rest of its meat. Uh, you see uh, a couple more animals uh, skitter away uh, and retreat to uh, the shadows. Um, just so you know, I had my scouter on for right that on. whole interaction. Mm, and whole in general, I'm just going to be wearing my yeah, scouter now. Uh, for sure, residue on the mm-hmm. coat that was pulled out. Yeah. The fox did not have okay. any kind of strange reading. You're getting a similar vibe that you got in Flurry Harbor where you're looking around. It's just like, there were mending spells cast here. Yeah. This was covered up. Everyone just disappeared. There's no blood. There's no anything, but there was a battle here. Is there any way to get a good night's sleep in a fucking trap? Because it feels like this is just another trap. It might not be a trap. They might have just taken everyone in this town and marched on towards the ice knife. I mean, it's a trap that's already been sprung. So that might be the safest place. All I right. don't think we could survive a night out in the cold. Yeah. Okay. Then let's try to look around for the most welcoming accommodations. Right on. Yep. You the mayor's house. Yeah. Can we find the mayor's house? <laughs> you guys find the mayor's house. <gasps> oh, this is so fun. Let's rule a bunch of decrees. Oh, look. I decree that everyone in this town is silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find this uh, house that so um, it, it is this like modest cottage, but you do see it has this, like beautiful oak desk and a bunch of books and stuff. <laughs> and there's a bunch of records and everything of the town. It looks like this. Oh, I thought you meant records. I was like, I throw on a record of sure, on a yeah. record. There's music, music and I practice wow. my signature on important documents. <laughs> yeah, I'm just stamping approved on everybody. <laughs> wow, rubber stamp. I approve of you. Do you know much about these cold breaker people? Like, what do you think of this, Calder? I haven't been to this town very many times, but every time I, I came, it was lively. It was fun. There was an inn. There was a tavern. It was... They were. They played music here. It was. It was a nice village. Salt drops his rubber stamp. This is just yet another thing she's taken. We we have to do something. We have to stop this. They're onto my village next, and Callie, they're onto yours after that. I know. But there won't be an after that. How about that, right? Yeah. We're going to stop them at Ice Knife. We'll stop them in there. Why don't we just fucking stop them at Ice Knife? stop them here? There's no uh, reason to succumb to fatalistic yeah. thinking when we haven't even had a chance. We'll cut them at the knife. Calder grabs the mayor's hat off of uh, uh, a coat rack. <laughs> That's right. We'll stop them right here. Indeed, your lordship. Indeed. Our last stand. <laughs> Man, this hat is huge. <laughs> Hold on. Let me put it on. Ha-ha, the hat's running away. One last night of fun. <laughs> take it while we can get it uh, sweet well, uh, there is uh, a fireplace here again this town is weirdly undisturbed so you just use this house as it was intended you guys take turns uh, keeping guard mm-hmm. yeah I stays think up I, for a while I think I trance at the window and let my breath sort of like fog it up Kelly you trance near the window outside you see the wind rattle the open doors and windows of this ghost town and out in the distance there are endless fields of snow just bright white snow lit up by the moonlight and up in the sky amongst a sea of stars you can just make out the little glimpse of an emerald green planar rift the final destination of alexandrite 
her gate to the Fey Wild. It is closed for now, but the only thing she needs to open it lies under the village of the Ice Knife, a day's ride away where your paths are sure to converge. And that's where we'll end our session. Ooh. No way. No way. Cut the knife. We shall see. <laughs> uh, man, you guys uh, conquered that uh, those nature checks. We'll see how, how the next day goes, but hitting a 30, not easy. Yeah, a lot of help. A <laughs> yeah. lot of help. Yeah, man, we yeah. love the cold. Yeah. Uh, and with I'll that, need to roll three times to get it. Right. <laughs> uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Sure. Uh, you know what? I'll plug uh, a video game I've been playing. I've been playing Citizen Sleeper. It's cool. a cool game. If you like rolling dice, this game fucking rocks for that. Oh, Hell yeah. Rolling dice every damn day. Uh, go check it out. It's a little visual novel. You play as a, a sad robot on a space station trying to make money. Cute. Cute. <laughs> Very cool. Actually, you know what? Did I plug our Patreon? I don't think I did. Oh, yeah. uh, Patreon.com yeah. slash NADPOD. Yeah. It's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Don't do it. You can also subscribe to our Apple Plus if you'd rather listen to the short rests on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. It's all right there. It's all right there if that's what you prefer. And you can follow us on social media there. We may or may not use at CHMERSME, at Caldy's Caldwell, at Demily, and at Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are, the youth of the nation. We are, we are. Alas, my friends, the end of the show has come once more. But fear not, there is one last thing to do. We must read out the Benevolent Council of Elders. Here we go. Brad D, Jeffrey S, Lord of the Fjord, Hugh C, Later McSkater, Matt M, Cutter W, Feared Al, Jeff C, Daniel G, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beard Man Dan, Danny P, Brian J, Vincent W, Victor T, aka Balnor's Boy, Hoyd's Friend, Justin I, Danny Danster, TJM, Trey Lay, The Cray, Christopher B, Damiel R, Jordan L, Cyborg version of Josh the Cobalt, Beep Boop, Stevie Wags, R.I.P. Duggan McCann, the Centaur Cowboy, Gone But Not Forgotten, Princess Yar, Jory S, Jack L, Nicholas C, star of every film ever made in Bohemia, now back in action after Union Victory, Samuel B, Mike H, Alka Smeltzer Plus, Great Value Gemma, Adam G, Tyler F, Knee Badger, Panama James, Heradrian, Carborough Chapel Hill FPV, Rex Daniel the White, Diana De Los Lopez, Cece Lulu, Hercule Poirot, The Rabbit Folk Detective, Rayco, Calder Comes Cold, shout out to the Cold Come Companions Frosty Facial. Wow, you really went for it. Taylor B, the vengeful one-winged angel. Cass, skateboard Cass. Steven, is steep in tea unevenly, you see? C. Mike K, Lady Taco and Team Incredulity. Joy T, Jake L, Nick W, Agnity, William W, Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Anana Rama. Percival Frederickstein von Musel Klasowski de Rolo III, J. Dragonborn, Dr. Azalea P. Bubblebath, the Sandrean, Ben A., Dave H., Christian S., a cell from the prison of elders, Dustin S., 
Danny F. Hawkeye Pierce. Bookvar's assistant, Izzy F. DPC is awesome. Shone, the shade tree mechanic of Zelpuldar. Summer Rose, aka Grand Tear. Cat C, Nisa of House Inzunza. Ariel, the occasional mermaid. Selena N, aka Velociraptor. B, Perky Always. B, B, Perky Always. Pat L, Maxwell J, Lauren H. Nolani, the coffee barista brewing fighter of Linpial and Bohemia. Serve 16, the Bone Duster. Annie, the Feywild therapist. Christian N. Skillful Ferret, insert request here. Ooh, I gotta see Duck Team on their sledge, making their way across the tundra. Thank you very much. Connor S. Salil. Weed Goku 69, aka Gunk at 16, experimenting with drugs. Listen, Gunk, as long as you do it at home with us, where you're safe, we're totally okay with it. Heck, give me some drugs. Why not? Ha, I'm the bad uncle. Leviathan, BioQuirt 7, Amber Dextrous. Sullivan H, Trub Hop Dropper, Jack H, King of the Mole People Under Iron Deep, wearing Murph's Jack Skellington hoodie. Give it back, mole folks. Lindsay W, Valen, Carlin C, Emily S, Scrip Scripper, Noah the Bullywog Boy. Hashtag release the filthy guppy cut. We kind of did. The guppy cut is gunk. James G, Everything Bago, the Aladrin who just wants to hang out with his pet badger, Stripey. Daddy Master Dandy. Han, the Green Team. Eric B, Marcos, Learns, the Balanced Druid. Dakota James P, Frida M, Pagos, Self-Proclaimed Fae King, back on their regularly programmed Fae shenanigannaries. Welcome back. Tracy P, the Crick Elf Librarian. Maggie S, see you in Chicago. Thanks for coming. Holly H, Lee, Hunter H, Akash T, Andrew, Crick Planeswalker, getting cricky with it. Na 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 na. Hey. Do Phineas, Russell H, a monk named Dilgo. Yes, the whole thing. Yes, every time. Cody Care, Keychains, Pentium 2, Processor, so much power. Lorelai, the Succubus, and Kyra, her busty queen. Matt M. Your friendly neighborhood, Yaunt and Yunkle, Andrew and Sid. John Adams, yes, like the president. Meg, the mail carrier, manager of Bohemia. James F., Jimmy A., M4L, Austin S., Wayfarer, who now has to do something with the trolls. To get rid of them, turn to page 42. To keep them, turn to page 69. All right. Shane C., Barpo, Good Barrel, Barbarian. Welshlander, Garrett G, aka One Big Curd, Mr. D, Dana the Daisy, Ethan B, Havy the Half Orc, Renee the Monster Captain, Box Clifton, Olivia the Enchanting Bard who is working hard on her addition for the lead singer of the Mountain Crows. Yeah, Winter Slade, Sammy B, Bohemia's finest linguist, Riley S, Fico, Angry Wheat, Garrett the Artificer. Anthony, the raddest of dudes. Josh H. Abigail H. Caleb L. The fairies who have been partying nonstop to celebrate hashtag CCC. 
We are hungover and resting and wishing the best of luck to y'all. Thank you so much, fairies, for not writing a gross message for once. I appreciate it. Ponderful, the Pink Dragon, Scourge of the Bookstore, Hoarder of Joke Books. Cantrip Dumbledore, the Bear Onesie Wearing Barbarian. Lexi H, MJ, the BFG, Cam, the Frogman. Artavius Crass, Gino T, Mama Belle, the Silver Serpent herself. Derek D, Tristan, the Talentless Hunk. Leon K, legendary hero of Bohemia from a future campaign. BTA Workshop, Shenanigans O'Connor. Mios the Great, Alex K, Joshua S, Alexander, Linz W, Angel of Pamela, the Forever Vindicated, Emma S, Red, the Reforged, Warforged, Goat Token Fenton, Tim's 69th Simulacrum, reporting from the future, ready to destroy the world of Aurelian. Oh no, don't, don't destroy it, oh no, well maybe do it, whatever, it's up to you. A cat napping in a sunbeam, listening to a podcast, Nihak's Nasty Nut. Wow, the surprises keep coming. Shell B, Kenna's second favorite sprite girl, collabing with Squeam to ghostwrite Fig's sophomore year album. Jackson R, T3RHX, official Ned Flanders. Blake H, searching for a sweet blue hole with his bestie, Big Bev. Papa Skadays, Mima Skadays. Oh, it's V, Tommy W. Mike and Lisa sending love to all y'all. Haley the Human, Megan N, the Big M, Balnor's best friend, Steve, Stephanie of House Inzunsa, Jake's Ramen Shop, Rip Melchior the Brave Leonin Warrior, who even cares about the rest of the party, not me, that's for sure, Karjish, Benjamin A, Sacrificial Otaku, pin name for Callie's cousin, who discovered anime and is trying to spread the word all over Bohemia. Jiggy Merlino, Mikkel A, Angie A, Josh Hole, two mid-sized robot yaks unrelated to the five yak zords, Froki, Maple the Shy Bookworm, Ashley, Seth E, Billy Batson, Tori the Blind Bisexual Dragoose, Sock Monkey Bob, Lovers Call Me Adel, Foes Call Me Weiss, The Party Calls Me Adelweiss, what does that imply? Michael Lyle Sproul the Second. Cobbers Bobbers, the Coblin Bobbin Goblin, Nova Cry, Hilda Thunderheart, the Human Barbarian, Parcel, Dex Riddlewell, and Hannah A. Whew, and that is all of our elders. Thank you so, so much for listening and for supporting us. If you would like to join this illustrious council or just support us on Patreon and get access to some bonus stuff, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash nadpod. That's going to be it for us. We will see you here next week. Thanks again. Farewell. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>